This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today we're talking ROI, return on investment. Always a big deal. You know, there's a lot of improvements that you may want to be doing on your home. Will it make a difference if you sell your home? Join the conversation with us uh, this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So uh, how are you guys this morning? Pam, Jeff? Awesome. I mean, I'm just, you know, the drive-in was awesome with the change in the leaves and the colors and it's just spectacular i love this time of year well we're on we're on uh schizophrenic um let's see uh, uh temperature at this time of the oh, year oh yeah we'll be 76 today and i think we're 60 on friday <laughs> well i think tomorrow yeah it just it goes automatically to cold it's like yeah. to 45 degrees yeah so. we just kind of flip around there but um i got up in it this weekend um but don't tell jeff i used my sawzall on my angel trumpet Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, so is it on your angel trumpet? What is that? It's a very large tropical plant that grows in my backyard. Oh, I thought this was like a Christmas decoration. Oh, no, 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 okay. no, no. This thing is, um, anyway, it's awesome. I've got a, uh, we'll have the, the video up on our channel, YouTube channel, later this week. But <laughs> You used a sawzall? I did because the stalks on that crazy thing get to be about three to four to sometimes five inches thick. Okay. So I've got that little hand tool. But uh, if I was working on that, I, I'd still be sawing. We need to get you a little bitty chainsaw. No, we which don't. Which is built for that. <laughs> it's built for that. A little get you bitty, a little 14-inch okay. chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so says the man who can hold the chainsaw in place. Oh, well, okay. You know, well, that's I'm, why I said a little bitty I'm chainsaw. improvising because, okay. and, and you know, as ladies who work with tools, we have to improvise because we don't have the upper body strength that you guys do. Gotcha. Okay. Well, especially in limbs where sometimes you have to hold your arms up. That, well, that is difficult. You're this right. was right at the ground. I mulched this crazy thing right. I cut it completely wow. down and uh, mulch it up. Uh-huh. And then the next year, it will grow. I am over 12 feet tall now with this thing. Really? Yeah, it gets up there. And the next thing, this next weekend, depending on whether I go to the pond or not, I'm going to cut down my banana plant. Ah. That son of a gun. <laughs> I cut mine down uh, last week. Did you? It was 15 feet tall. Mm-hmm. How big were you? Laying on top of the neighbor's house. going down to the, well, they uh, it, were enormous, it, it, weren't At least they? nine inches across, mm-hmm. the stalks on these things. So what'd you cut it with? I have a machete. I bought a machete years ago. Poor thing. No, no, no. <laughs> He's just murdering his no, banana no, no. plant. So, so what you no? So what you do is is I I, I sharpen the machete okay. once a year. I sharpen that machete. Okay, okay. And and all you do, and you don't have to have a lot of strength. Remember, a a, a banana plant is not a tree. There's no wood in this plant. Now it's mostly water. So, yes. So so a machete <clears throat> goes through it like butter. You don't even have to swing it hard. It just goes right through it. Wow. And, and, and the whole big giant thing, tree, plant, falls, thud. 
So, you know, I mean, it really is. Well, that's is. the secret. you got to cut off the top. before. That's what happened to no, me. No, no, no. I didn't cut off the top. Uh-huh. I just cut it straight from the bottom. But then the garbage boom. people aren't going to pick that thing up. You're going to have to cut it up somehow. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, it's part of the uh, the uh, the pile. The um, your mulching pile? Yeah, yeah, the mulching pile. Wow. Did uh, the show change? No, no, we're not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been Am in the I in the wrong room? Yeah. Right, yeah. No, okay. we're just, I'm using tools incorrectly, <laughs> right. but basically I'm, I'm messing with you. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you guys got to see what I did this weekend. I sent you pictures. I yes, sent everyone oh pictures. my goodness gracious. So, so what I'm I did this weekend. I'm just glad you didn't burn your house down. My, my wife had been on me uh, for years I've had, and I've talked about this on the show before. Um, we, I have a... a, a a dryer vent lint cleaner, which is a drill attachment with a bunch of what looks like fishing poles that hook together. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that type of you know material that hook together, mm-hmm. but but it, it 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 bends and stretches. So anyway, you can take this thing into the hole on the outside of your home and put it in there. Turn the drill on. It starts to spin, and because of the way that the bristles are faced. Like a propeller, it pushes that stuff out, like a screw. So do you take your vent cover off? Like an auger. Yeah, like an auger. Exactly. You took the vent cover off, so you could push all that out. I did take the vent cover off, which mine has these three little flap things. That's right, Mm -hmm. little louvers. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. little louvers. They're plastic. They just pull right out and they pop right back in. It's not a big deal. So how long is your vent? Uh, My vent, I found out, and this is something I. This is a fix coming up for Jason. Uh, my vent's only about six feet long. How many how many curves are in it? None. Okay, because a curve here's the problem. A curve here, counts for ten feet. Well, here's the problem. I didn't know that. That's there's, interesting. There's only six feet between the back of my dryer and the wall. There are no curves, but there are three pipes that are wiggling around back in there. Hmm. And I thought that needs to be one pipe going to the back. So, agreed. Agreed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some some handiwork here pretty soon. I've got a, I got a question. Can you use PVC? Can you get a four-inch PVC on that, or does it have to be metal? Mm. That's a good question. No, I think it can be PVC. Well, the so reason I, I like PVC is that it won't bend and flex. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then what I see a lot of people use is they use that, like, corrugated stuff yeah, yeah. that's bendy. Uh-huh. Right. Well, that's just a lint trap. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like that good point. Well. Yeah. Hey, we've got Sharon on the line in Natchez. She's been waiting for a while. What's going on, Sharon? Good morning. Um, I'm calling for my daughter. She lives in a 1948 uh, house in Fondren, Cherokee Heights area. Uh um, It has a crawl space. What do y'all call that? A conventional? Right. Yeah, conventional foundation. Mm -hmm. She has a Bryant um, package unit, uh, air conditioner, heater. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Uh, not 2012 was put in. Oh, okay. I didn't know that Bryant was current. <laughs> okay. Well, and I, when she turned it on this winter, uh, it made a pop, so she turned it off. The repairman has come, and at first he said it was just the draft motor. It was rusted. Um, so ordered the part, got in there to fix it, and discovered that the heat exchanger is completely rusted, as in... I saw pictures of it. It's like... Um, so this contractor did you right by showing you what <laughs> what was going on. Yeah, because yeah. that's not good. Once yeah. that it's thing's falling, rusted, yeah. falling apart. I mean, it's literally just uh, yeah. sheets of rust, that's what I'm trying to say. Not right. 
It's the good thing is the heat exchanger is under warranty, so that cost will be covered for her. But my question is, um, she's been without heat through all these cold days, but she's making it okay. What can she do or we do or he do to um, minimize rust in this unit? I just He said he's never seen anything like this before where it's just... I mean, there's just sheets of rust. On Sh- Sharon, I have a question for you. Is this, is this, are you guys, is this contractor believing this unit is salvageable? No, no. They're, so it, they're replacing the furnace. You, when a heat no, exchanger. We're not, yeah, we're replacing the heat exchanger and the draft motor. Something, I'm going to say, if this is a 2012, something was not installed correctly that is allowing water into the exchanger. And there are a couple of things that come to mind. One could be that the condensate drain is not working correctly. Um, if it is above, if your coil is installed on top of the furnace and the um, and it's not draining correctly, it's putting water back into inside the unit. Yay. Or it could be, um, and with our southern climate, sometimes what will happen is... If the plenum or the supply air is not sealed up right at the cabinet, you'll get excessive amounts of condensation that can also drain back into the heat exchanger. Okay. So it mm. it sounds to me like it was an install problem because I have, in all my years, never heard of a heat exchanger rusting out in less than 10 years. Really? And, and you said this thing was put in in 2012, so it's nine years old. Right. So that's very unusual. Okay. he, The person that's working on it now did not do the installation. So, okay. That's um, probably good then. Yeah. Well, uh, I would talk to that technician about uh, getting some opinions, get them to look at it and say, what caused this rust? Where is Because the rust is the result of water. So where's the water coming from? Well, it the root it's right outside, you know, that it's probably not more than two feet away from the house and it does when it rains it does drip and Yeah. Okay, so uh, am I hearing you say this is a package unit yeah, she outside? Yeah, it's a package yeah. unit. Yes, it is. It's package unit outside. Yeah, something there's water getting in that cabinet somehow. Well, but they're they're meant to be outside. Yeah. They, yeah, they, but they're, I mean they're, they're designed to be outside, so But something's Yeah. yeah. a tree falling has, something has happened to that package unit. Yeah. Yeah, something's causing that well, you Sharon, it, to get it sounds like your contractor is on the job. That sounds good. I do okay. want to make a correction on PVC dryer vent. Mm-hmm. It is not recommended. Oh, okay. okay. No. Okay. So. All right. Thanks, Sharon. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. <clears throat> thanks. Sorry about that. Pam, uh, I did want to say we got an email in this week that, uh, that I wanted to share with everybody. Because if you remember last show, someone called in and had a leak on uh, right at the toilet. And, and uh, here we... Uh, we went around this thing, and I immediately answered like an idiot because I'm not the contractor. And I said, probably your wax ring. And Jeff chimed in and said, maybe your, your wax ring, maybe. And then uh, Pam stopped us and said, you know what? Before you pull a toilet off the ground. Uh, <laughs> Which is check, not easy. <laughs> right, right. Check the bolts <laughs> under the tank. Well, we got this email in. On Wednesday, November 10th, Max called with a question about a small leak around the toilet. 
Thinking the wax seal had probably failed, Pam suggested checking for leaks around the tank bolts. Sure enough, that was the problem. Simple fix. Thank you, Pam, and thank you, Fix It 101. Awesome. Very cool, huh? You know, something that'll cause those, mm. and I didn't think to mention this last year. I did when I mean, last week when you sent me that and told me about that. Those bolts, you know what people do that just will deteriorate your toilet faster than anything? Mm. What? Put those Clorox put, put tabs. Put those Clorox tabs in there. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. Such I, a bad I idea. did that one time. It, what they're talking about, those little Clorox things that you drop into the tank. That's right. What yeah. bleach does to rubber is completely rotted out. Oh, and, the, and then the metal, it's just going to completely rust that metal yeah. out. And right. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll walk into it because I do home inspections and that is kind of what I do for a living, but yeah. I'll I'll pull the the tank lid to uh-huh. kind of look down in there, and there's the tab, and there's the rusted bolts. <laughs> right, right. Those 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 bleach tablets that look like hockey pucks that go in your pool, not your toilet tank. Yeah, that so. everybody buys at the grocery <laughs> yeah. store to have, so they have clean water in their in, in their tank, and I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> you want clean water in the tank? All right, it's time for us to take our first break. <laughs> for the hour we want to hear from you do you have a project you want to finish before thanksgiving's guest uh, thanksgiving guests arrive well let us help if you have any questions comments or just tell us what you want to uh, what project you're working on at the moment give us a call 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org stay tuned No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, so we're, I wanted to talk about this last week. It's fantastic. If you're compl- if you're contemplating investing in a major remodeling project, Jeff, you've done these pretty much your whole career with Houseworks uh, remodeling projects, correct? <clears throat> and it's 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 really interesting because there's a lot of difference between someone remodeling their home to live in it maybe the rest of their lives or for a good portion, and someone remodeling to sell it. Uh, yes. There might necessarily should be, but but that is that is the situation. So one of the things that uh, that that Java came across was remodeling magazines 2021 cost versus value report. So this is pretty interesting. So a lot of home renovations here, and a lot of things that you might be thinking of. And you know what? I'm going to save the big ones for last because we know about those. But but there's some small ones before you get to that. Number one. Uh, a garage door replacement. Okay. Now, uh, think about that. A garage door replacement, that is something that can get really, if you've ever had one, really rickety and, uh, you know, really, you know, you, if you if you don't work on this and keep maintenance on a garage door, it can it can go ugly. They're on saying you. ROI on a garage door. Well, that, that, not really, well, because the cost is thirty nine oh seven on average. The resale on it's thirty six. So the recoup on it is only ninety three percent. So you're not getting all your money out of that 
that particular. But, but what you are getting, which is important and, and hard to measure, mm-hmm. is curb appeal. That's true. That's true. You know, you, there, there's nothing that's more ugly than a dent in your garage door or one that doesn't work properly or one that doesn't look right. So. I have a friend that sells garage doors, and this is the funniest thing to me. He showed me a catalog about two months ago, and I thought, that's a garage door? Yeah. And they look, it's amazing. You can make them look like incredible barn doors mm-hmm. or, I mean, just really amazing looking thing. So much different from the regular tin doors that I'm accustomed to. You know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, um, I, I can't tell you how many times I see Mama forgot to raise the door when she, before she backed. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> she got the kids in the back and she, oh, and yeah. she forgot the door was still down. Yep, or it didn't raise fast enough. Mm-hmm. That was in my occasion oh, yeah. when I was sixteen. That mm-hmm. was my garage door. Th- there you yeah. go. <laughs> the car, the it car needs was, to go faster. The car was too fast, and the door was too slow. The car was That's much right. faster than a garage door. Um, okay, a manufactured stone veneer, and I, I, uh, is that. Happening a lot anymore, Jeff? Are people using that a lot? We we use a little little um, stone accent. Sure. Okay, okay. Sure. Well, they're saying the cost of that for manufactured stone veneer on average ten thousand three hundred dollars. Resale nine thousand five hundred. Recoup is ninety two percent. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of those that if you like it and you're right. going to stay there, put it. Yeah. You know, and I I did something a couple of years ago. The jury's out, and uh, I have all these foundation problems at this house. I've been there 25 years. I'm not even going to tell you how much I spend on getting that foundation <laughs> redone every year. But my brick uh, veneer fell off. Mm. One night, really? middle of the night, I heard an explosion, and I went outside, and my brick had fallen off the house. <laughs> Were there brick ties? <laughs> yeah, they exploded. Wow. It was after a... You know, we had jacked the foundation, and anyway, the brick oh, tile no. started exploding, and it was, sounded like World War Three out there. <laughs> anyway, so this is, I live in a money pit, anyway. Uh, but I started doing some uh, research, and I got a, um, it's a veneer that mm-hmm. is, looks like stone, uh-huh. but it's a foam board. Mm. So, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. And so I bought some. Uh-huh. I, what I did is I bought enough to go down one side and then the front. And right. I did kind of the back side so I could see. Right, so you can see it first. You know, how it would work. Mm-hmm. And I've been real pleased with it. I was concerned that it might fade and look ugly. But it was not that expensive. I got it on sale at one of the big box stores and had it delivered to my house. And right. I put it up myself. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, it made the curb appeal on my house totally different. Was it like a glue application? Well, I used an adhesive. I had to come yeah. back in and redo the OSB for obvious reasons and put OSB a weather wrap. OSB is wood, by the way. That's the wood you put on the side of yeah, your house. Yeah, I did the weather, and then I went ahead and put some weather wrap on there. But you literally put an adhesive on it, and then I screwed it in. And when the, the wood screws go in, and they tell you which ones to use, right. you go up underneath the veneer, and you don't even see the screws that are there. Right. It looks awesome. It it actually looks pretty good. You know, we got a question this week in relation to to our topic. We're looking at building a fence around our house, primarily for our dogs, but also for privacy. We're wondering if this can increase our property value, especially if we do a fancy brick-wood combination fence. They're very expensive to build, and we'd love to know if it would help our long-term value. Uh, Thoughts, guys? Fences are expensive. They are expensive, and, I, and I don't know on your ROI. I don't either. But they're they're running. I think right now we're paying twenty four, twenty five dollars a foot. A foot for uh, for what for, sort for, of fence? For a, a, a for a good neighbor would 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 okay. fence. Okay, okay. 
Um, quite, quite expensive. That's, that's uh, what quite most people expensive. call your standard privacy fence. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm going to do. I'm going to end up putting this up so folks can see it because I get a lot of comments on my fence. I used, you know me, I love old stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I put a fence in. I don't know a neighborhood that's got covenants and right. You know, all that kind of stuff. But my fence, I used old wood and metal. Right. Try to make an artsy type statement. Right. And people walk their dogs past my house, all, I mean, all the time. And I get all the time, we just love your fence. Well, and and this is another thing as far as value goes. It, it, value is, is such, a, a, you know, it's a wide thing depending really on is. the personality. And for me, I know when my wife and I were looking for uh, a home. We either would not buy a home without a fence or would assume we'd put one in before we moved in because we have dogs. That's right. And well, so it had a lot of value. But it's like it's like a pool in the backyard. Mm-hmm. It's like whether you do that. You know. Yeah, I don't think an appraiser is going to give you a different value between the, one house and the are, other well, if, with the, if it's got a fence. They are going to give you a little bit. Okay. Yes. You're, 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 you're going to get some money for that fence. I do not believe you're going to get... How much you put into uh, what, what it actually costs, <laughs> yeah. right. um, and again, curb appeal. What 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 is that worth? Right. How quick will my house sell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thanks for the question, Mary in West Biloxi. It uh, worked for us great. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to fix it one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. Talking about return in investment or return on investment. Uh, all right, we were speaking earlier about garage door replacement at ninety three percent, manufactured stone veneer at ninety. Two percent. This one, this one threw me for a loop. And uh, Java, you helped me with this information. But number three on their list of 2021, this is Remodeling Magazine's 2021's cost first value report. Minor kitchen remodel. Okay, this is a minor kitchen remodel. This is this is the the thing that everybody dreams of outside of a bath is a kitchen remodel. They have the average cost here. Now, Jeff, remind me. I said minor kitchen remodel the average cost twenty six thousand two hundred dollars the the resale they say on that is eighteen thousand nine hundred dollars with a recoup of 72 percent now as soon as i saw that one that threw up my red flags because first of all i'm like minor kitchen is over 25 grand I mean, we've repainted the what cabinet. Are you do for, for, you what know, are you going to do for twenty six grand? You're not doing much. Yeah. I mean, you know, wow. granted, it at sixty seventy bucks a foot, right. and, and you know, a dishwasher at two grand. Right. It, it doesn't take long. Cabinet doors. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, you going to rebuild the cabinets or use the cabinets worse, through there? There's nothing worse, in my opinion, uh-huh. than to do a half kitchen remodel. Okay. Okay. So this it, is. It, it looks like I, I, I washed and waxed half of my car. Okay. So when I get in on the driver's side, man, it looks great, but the rider's side looks horrible. Okay. So. All right. So, so all right, that's a minor kitchen remodel. It's saying that the recoup is not as high as I would have expected. But I, I guess agree. if you go straight to major kitchen remodel, maybe that pans out better. What do you think? I think it will. Okay. I think it would because, and then a lot, what a lot of folks are doing is they're taking walls down and creating open spaces. That's right. Right. So that would come under major, I would imagine. Yep. Um, I want to do this last one before we go to break, Java. Number four on the list of Remodeling Magazine's 2021 Cost First Value Report, a deck edition, wood, 
uh, it says specifically wood deck edition, cost average of sixteen thousand seven hundred dollars, uh, resale eleven thousand thirty eight dollars, with a recoup of sixty five percent. And I have to wonder if those numbers are current because when 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 uh, the the material wood becomes more expensive, would it then have value to have that deck there already rather than pricing out putting in a new deck knee jerk you would you would think yes yeah you would think it would go up a, you know that's a right. grand or two you sure. know just to show the the value of just the wood that's already there mm-hmm. you know if you were just to replace that right would be expensive so anyway well an old decks are safety hazards Okay. I'm, I'm doing one right now. The homeowner actually uh, fell through. Yep. Oh my gosh! So, yep. Thank, thank goodness. We're going to have to have They a were deck not show. hurt. Um, you know, they didn't break anything. I'll put it that way. Right. Right. If your deck is over five years old, you really need to think about doing some upgrades on you it. You need to look at it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? It needs to be inspected. Oh yeah. Something. Okay. Yeah. 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 And especially, well, the thing that I see is that they're just not constructed correctly. Really. All All day long. That's a big old topic waiting for us. Let's take a break first. When we come back, we're going to continue with your home improvement questions, so stay tuned. The phone lines are open, so join us with your questions and comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or MPB public media app. Yes, the sound you hear behind you is construction going on, and these things happen. Let's Move it along. All right, uh, got an email here, and yes, you can give us a call eight seven seven. Well, it MPB is a DIY link. show, so the it, sound right. of construction kind of—it's just it's our background music. Authentic, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Hello. I noticed that both outdoor electrical outlets were not working about the same time, even though one is in the front of the house and one is in the back. Is this likely to be just a matter of replacing the outlet box, or do you suspect something involving the fuse box? <laughs> I'm suspecting the button needs to be pushed to right. the garage. Exactly. I have turned the switch connected to these outlets in the fuse box off and on again, but that did not solve the problem. The house is 14 years old, and only one outdoor outlet was used very often. Thank you for your opinion, Kathy in Ridgeland. Kathy. Uh, I'm so glad you asked this question because this happens to so very many people and they don't know. And unfortunately, electricians get called for this and it doesn't have to be that way. For $75, they're going to push that red button. (laughs) Right. There's in 
in your home, there are certain outlets. You know them. They're a little different looking, and they have buttons on them. One says test. The other says reset, typically. Uh, they're called GFI or GFCI. Um, they're special outlets that are made to turn off if ever there's a issue with the right. electricity. So, so in, in, in that case, it may have been a water splash. It could have been... You, know, you, you, know. you could have walked by it with a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go off. Yeah, yeah they're very temperamental. No, they, they, they're very, very... Um, uh, they they do their job very well. Right now, and in an easy way to tell if it's a GFI because sometimes they don't look like a GFI, but they're wired into the GFI system. Right. If it is outside, if it is in the garage, if mm-hmm. it is near water, mm-hmm. it is it is a GFI or or on the circuit, the same circuit. It, it, right. Exactly. Which means but, which means if it's a regular looking outlet. It's attached somewhere That's to right. another outlet that is square, typically, yeah, usually and has the buttons. all of the outside outlets go in one circuit, uh-huh. and they are making their way back to the top of the circuit. So my guess is that behind all the stuff you've got stored in your garage... <laughs> There's one of those outlets. We've gotten to where I won't even test an outside outlet till I look in the garage. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I, I don't have time to move all that stuff and find that little outlet. But you move right. all the stuff around in there, and it's usually on the back wall, close to the garage door entry into the kitchen. Or and, yeah. And they will. The GFI will go out much quicker than... than you know, just a regular outlet. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. And, well, and that's really the point. Uh, one of the ones that is most prominent that you'll recognize, uh, every modern bathroom has a GFI outlet. That's right. And, and it's re- safety. It's yes. Or it's connected to, because what Correct. they do in new, newer construction is that in your guest bathrooms, you don't have a GFI, mm-hmm. but it goes usually to the master. Okay. okay. Also, manufacturer specifications mm-hmm. on GFI outlets say that you should test them every month. Now, I'm sitting That's in a room happen. full of people. Raise your hand if you right. do that. <laughs> I did that once. <laughs> I well, think it's we test those. But. We've got these little testers, and we'll test them. And sure enough, they won't reset. Right. Well, we've just found a defect. I didn't break your outlet. Right. I right. just found the defect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But now, with all that being said, it's a very easy fix. Oh, gosh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, push oh. the button. Typically, everything works again. You're going to feel like magic when you have it. <laughs> and, and if it doesn't, after you push the button, install a new GFI. Just get a new it's one. very simple. To they're by a the way, pricey now. By uh, the way, do expensive. yourself a favor. Grab the back of a pencil or a pen. Not the pointy part. Uh, it some of those buttons are kind of hard to push in and click. They've got to click. It's got to go thunk when it hits. Yeah. Otherwise, if it doesn't, you didn't actually push the button. Uh, and sometimes that throw is a little difficult for just your That's, finger. It sure is. That's right. Yeah. And then I'll see it. This is always cracks me up. Jeff Jeff doesn't do this in his houses, but I'll see this. Well, they'll have a GFI in the bathroom that's connected. It's in the hall bathroom. That GFI is connected to the GFI in the master. Right. And so now if you trip the one in the hall, it's going to trip the one in the master. Right. And you reset the one in the hall, and it still doesn't have power. And yes, you don't know why. Completely unnecessary. Yeah. Completely, completely unnecessary. Only need one GFI right. at the top of the circuit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep going with our return on investment home improvements uh, from Remodeling Magazine's 2021 Cost versus Value Report. Uh, we just talked about a deck addition, 
Uh, and that only recouped 65% of investment. That was in. But you'll so enjoy it. Right. A siding replacement of vinyl. Uh, average cost of sixteen thousand, resale of eleven thousand, recoup of sixty eight percent. That's karma appeal again. Yep, and yeah. yeah, and that that comes down to if you want vinyl on the home, and again, you know, uh, that that will follow trends and colors because vinyl doesn't get painted; it gets changed. Uh, you don't paint vinyl; you change it. So if you if if the color that your vinyl is on front of your house. Uh, if it's out of style and you want to change it, you have to change the whole thing. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, entry door replacement to steel. This is interesting. Uh, I expect a little different from this. Uh, the cost two thousand eighty-two dollars on average. Which says resale one thousand three hundred fifty-three. A recoup of sixty-five. And mm. I'm just going to sit here and disagree with that. So, well. I, I feel better I'm, with a big steel I'm, door. I'm, well, I'm I'm going to agree with that. That they are extremely expensive, uh-huh. and there's so many other things you can do. Really, to see this, I did to, to get that to get that look without spending that kind of money. This is why we have Fix It One Hundred One. Tell us, Jeff. Pam. Well, would, I was going to ask: Is what would be more expensive, the steel or just a nice wood frame door with the no, window panes? The, the steel. Yeah. Now, if if I'm if if I'm going to change out my front door, I've got to consider a couple things. What kind of coverage do I have? And I'm not necessarily looking for rain. I'm looking for UV. I want to get right. the UV off mm-hmm. of off of my front of my door. Right. If I can do that, then I'm going wood. I'm going a nice mahogany, a nice fur door. That's what I was thinking. Nice. If I can't do that, then I'm going to go a fiberglass. Oh, I didn't think about fiberglass. Uh, so, Ben, I've still spent less money, and that's why the 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 uh, return on investment is not that's higher than what than what we think. So, it so yeah. possibly replace your door, but not necessarily with a steel door. That's right. Okay, that's right. All right, there you go. Thank I you. I wonder if they're doing that for security purposes. Maybe a little bit of that could be. Yeah. Um, I, I'm you worried a, about a hatchet hey, coming through your door. I'm, <laughs> I'm a fur. I'm worried about a hatchet in my angel trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer. If somebody's coming in, the doors the doors yeah, is, is not yeah. the issue. Inconsequential. No. <laughs> right. My dog's gonna do uh, more uh, to protect me than that door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's go to an email real quick. Hello, I noticed that. Uh, wait a second, that's the one I just did. My wife and I have a store in downtown Clinton. In the Brick Streets area. Where awesome, all, awesome area. Where all the buildings are pretty old. I'd love to put a smart lock on the front door that locks it on its own. Problem is, the door doesn't shut properly. Uh, you have to push the door in to get the bolt to line up and lock. It's an old wood double door with glass panes, and there's no frame between the two doors. Uh, what the minimum? What's the minimum I can do to make that door shut properly? Hopefully, don't need to replace the frame or anything like that. Thanks. Uh, oh, that's tough. That's tricky. Just adjust it. Uh, possibly, I was thinking yeah. shims. I was thinking shims in in behind the hinges, maybe to pull we, it. We, that door can be adjusted to where it works properly. Okay, I, I, I know it can. Okay, <laughs> I've been doing it twenty five years. Yeah. So okay. yeah. adjust the door to uh-huh. where it shuts and, and operates properly, and then put your electronic lock on it. Well, let me let me ask you this. Okay, without that experience and without looking at the YouTube videos, who who might I hire for that sort of job? Um, trim carpenter, really? A, a trim carpenter is really who you want. Uh huh. Um, 
How much are those per hour? Well, it's <laughs> or a real good handyman. And when you say real good, this is someone with I, with with I, experience I, with doors, I guess. Absolutely, Do- doors are hard. I, I remember. I'm going to go back several years. We we put a door in. I say we did. It was my trim carpenter. He's no longer with us, but very very talented guy. We replaced the door at a church in in Madison Gluckstadt. Uh-huh. And it was a gothic door. It had a point on the top. Oh wow. Oh my goodness. That door took 2 days. Oh really? Oh yeah. Just but, to put it in? Yes. <laughs> so my my point is a door is not as simple as as someone would think. It's not. That's why I was like, that's um, it. Because I had to do that with my friends up in Little Rock a couple of weeks ago. We had to do some adjustments because it, the it, door wasn't shutting correctly. It, it, hmm. it, it takes a little bit of finesse. There's several ways you can do it. The way I like to adjust a door, mm-hmm. shut the door, look at the margin. Margin meaning the space between the door and the frame. Right. And I want that space equal all the way around. Yeah. So whatever you have to do to make that equal, I don't care what your level says, what your plumb bobs, I don't care any about that. I want my margin being the same, and that door will work properly, and then simply adjust your strike plate. It, that's what I was going to – we had to adjust the strike plate, yeah. going Think up about and this. down and chiseling out until we got it just right. I want, I want everyone listening to the show to think about this. When they think of people in the trades, um, I've, I've hung a door before. Mm-hmm. This requires good understanding, uh, a working understanding of geometry and physics. Yes, it does. It does, because mm-hmm. where weights fall and, how, I mean, all this stuff, your alignments, all of this plays into it. And these people are doing it in their heads right there and knowing how balance works and, you know, center of gravity. And, you know, there's a ton of stuff going on there. Well, so. I'm going to go out on a limb and say something here because you bring up a great point. Something that kind of irks me sometimes when I'm on next door is whenever people say, I need to find somebody who's reasonable right. to fix right. yeah. XYZ. And I'm like, you don't understand what goes into that. So if you want cheap, get cheap. Sure. Yeah. Just say cheap. Right. And then you can complain. You almost said something. <laughs> I almost said something else. And then you yeah. can complain that it wasn't done right, but you weren't willing to pay for the artisan the, to do it. The yeah. most expensive thing you can buy. Is the cheap contractor? Is the cheap? Yes, <laughs> I promise you. I know. I agree. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've seen it all the time. Wow. Oh, I get calls all the time asking me about my prices. Like, if you want a cheap inspection, call somebody else because I don't do those. Right. Good for you. All right. It's time for our last break of the hour. You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on <laughs> at eight seven seven MPB ring. Boy, we're on a soapbox today. Uh, that's eight seven seven six seven two. 7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. 
This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Salmon from Houseworks. We're having fun today. You need to give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. All right, talking about return on investment, I have an article from Remodeling Magazine's 2021 Cost versus Value Report. And we just got through with Entry Door Replacement, number six. Number seven is window replacement, vinyl. Vinyl window replacement. Average cost, 19385 Man, that just seems like a lot. Resale at thirteen two. Wow. Uh, recoup at sixty eight, And again, Jason's going to just have to say, hey, no. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I would, um, if I walk in and someone says this has brand new windows, that right. has huge value of course. to me. Yeah, huge I'm value. not. Uh, I, I, that's. I want to. I want to get some explanation on that. Well, and that what it tells me is someone has thought about the insulation factor. You know about these sort of values. They've they've also been through. In other words, they didn't leave me with the house with the twenty something year old windows. Right. That's that's right. one less thing I have to do. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It's there. It's done. Hmm. So, I no, no no I love new windows. I do too. So, and I know I know Pam is looking at me because she loves repainting those old ones. But <laughs> repainting those wood ones. But. Uh, I, I I love the new windows. Just drive in front of my house. The curb appeal is awesome. Between my foam siding and right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mental image there is like the meme in my head is hilarious. All right, uh, that was a sixty eight percent recoup. All right, let's do a um, let's do siding replacement. No, we did vinyl. Let's talk fiber cement. Okay. So okay, so the cost of this one is uh, average of nineteen uh, nineteen thousand. The recoup is at thirteen six with a recoup of sixty nine percent. Okay. But you know that's not a that's. You know, that's a long time purchase. Like sure. once you make that, that's a durable good. Mm-hmm. It's there for the yeah, next you 50. Yeah, you don't have you know? to replace that. Right. It'll outlive us all. Right. All right. So uh, here we go with Pammy. Window replacement wood. Does anybody, do people use like? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. there are. There Is that are like super high end? There or are what? certain neighborhoods. In fact, we are going to join, start building a neighborhood here in a few months, but uh, they are specking. Um, um, metal clad, which would be uh-huh. which would be metal on the outside, wood on the inside, uh, and yes, they are expensive, extremely expensive. Really, yeah, some of them are requiring like curbside, front side That's right. has to be That's wood. Right. That's right. Is it, is it, let me ask you: Is this does it need to be uh, a specific wood, or is it just like a stain color? No, your wood's on the inside. The, okay. the oh. metal's on the outside. It's a metal clad window, right? Okay. Um, and and they, they they have vinyl clad. They have metal clad, right? Um, and when we say that, that is on the exterior of the of the. I got home. you. I got you. Uh, and it's all it's all curb appeal, and it's and it in most of your high end subdivisions, you are going to have a metal clad window. They're going to require you got right. certain specifications when right. you go into there. You know, everything in Fondren and Bellhaven is. Single pane wood. Yeah, yeah. those old ones. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't open anymore. And, They've all been painted. Right. <laughs> right, and it can it can increase the the cost of the house uh, um, a great deal. 
Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's keep moving. That was window replacement wood. That was number nine. It's got a 67% return on investment. Okay. So, uh, again, the last one, number 10 on the Remodeling Magazine's 2021 Cost Versus uh, Value Report, a deck edition. You know, we did the deck edition wood. This one is composite. Composite. composite I'm doing doing one right now. The cost of the composite is an average of $22,000. How big is that deck? (laughs) Uh, The resale is $14,000. Yeah. Ouch. So the recoup is only 63%, whereas the wood uh, deck recoup was 65%. I think think for me, uh, like if I'm buying, the difference is, you know, a wood deck, if I want to build onto a wood deck... I just use more wood, and I can make it look just the same. Composite, I may not be in that place to 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 get that composite exactly the same. Well, so you have to a- watch on composite, too. I have a friend that had a composite put in, and she wanted to add on, and the contractor couldn't get the color. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> right. what I'm saying. Once you put that there, and can especially after especially I don't, I don't after sun. So. I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, after weather exposure, after maybe a couple of years, you're, you're going to have a hard time. Uh, getting that color right. Yeah. And I don't think you can paint it because I don't think no. the paint will adhere. I'm sure it won't. Yeah. yeah. So, so it will fade. Well, anyway, so so according to this, your best investment for uh, for for return, return on investment in this list is a garage door at 93%. Wow. Now, if 20... That's 20, your curb appeal thing. 20 plus years of experience tells me if I want a... And, and I'm talking real world... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Central Mississippi. Yes. Uh, if you want a return on your investment, uh, redo your bathroom or your kitchen. That's what I was Bottom saying. Line. Yeah, bathrooms Bottom and line. kitchens. Yeah. Now, it, it wouldn't be uncommon to spend... You know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars in those two rooms. Um, you know, depending, obviously, depending, right. depending on what you're doing. But, but I think your return on your investment out of everything we just talked about that that's where that's where that's where I right. would put my my dollar. Well, there's 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 uh, Jeff's what looks like a, a kitchen remodel. I can tell you that uh, with paint and new drawer pulls and stuff i did a 250 dollar one and and it definitely looks a lot better we had wood cabinets and sure. now we have you know so so anyway you can make an update for for less than but if you especially if you move plumbing and electrical especially plumbing um it can get really pricey it well can. and depending on what type of foundation you're on if you're on a slab you know, I've, I'm on a conventional foundation. Jeff's oh. been in my house. You know, I took the washer and dryer out of the kitchen and put it in a guest bedroom next to me and turned that into a laundry conventional room. Conventional is so easy. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, and I rearranged my bathroom because right. I can. That's right. Because right. I can get underneath there. But you start busting up your slab. You your can. concrete, yeah. Woo! I'd it's, love to work a It's hard, uh, isn't it? I know. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say I'd love to have a be on a sledgehammer one of these days. <laughs> You don't? Probably bounce me in the I, next week. I've got one coming up. Let me know. <laughs> right. One of the uh, another thing, uh, these uh, small repair and maintenance things to handle. Now, uh, think about what to fix before selling your house. Now, get this. Just a few to consider tackling these projects before you take on the bigger improvements like what we talked about. Uh, first of all, uh, the first thing you have to do is replace your broken mechanicals like your HVAC system and appliances and stuff like that. Giving allowances on that stuff is a loss, I think. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Garbage enough- disposals, dishwashers. Yeah, yeah, yes, that, that little stuff. Yeah. Uh, number two, remove peeling wallpaper and repaint. 
And Good luck on removing the wallpaper. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of new ways to deal with that. Oh, there's a lot well, of people. It just makes me tired thinking about there's it. There's a lot of people painting over it now, uh, depending on the wallpaper. I see and, it all day long. Now, let me mention something. If you've got wallpaper in your bathroom and you start taking that down, just get ready for the stuff that's behind it. Right. I tell you what, one of the best things you can do, number three on this list, uh, the greatest thing you can do on this is just look at Pinterest. Take care of weeds and overgrown landscaping. Yes. Your front yard will or will not sell your home. I can guarantee that. Mm-hmm. It will look, your front yard will, will make people believe uh, what they see on the outside is what they will see on the inside. And that, that I really believe that's part of what helps sell a house or not. One of the things I tell people all the time, and I know Jeff is really good with this with his clients as well, owning a home is a full-time job. Oh, yes. I mean, if you don't take care of that investment, you're going to lose money when you get ready to sell it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, so, and then you get angry at me because I find all the things that you haven't been taking care of through the years. Well, that brings me to number four on the list, uh, which is repair any leaking plumbing before Please. you even have anybody come to the house. Please. Go after the plumbing. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's it, folks. Or Jeff will fix it for you in a couple of months, and it'll cost you a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.